<laughs> Let's do it. Here we go. It is podcasting time. We've got Colin Thomas from Essential Maintenance. He's branded Essential Maintenance today, and we will fix it, Dubai, of course. Who are they? <laughs> I'm Essential Maintenance today, matey. <laughs> We're going to be talking about DIY. We're going to, you know, of course, that's what the title is on the program. Talking about stuff, really. Could be talking about cars. You drove up in a, a, a Beetle. Oh, isn't that a story? <laughs> you know, that, that, that could be the whole show. Uh, I was just trolling the net, and I, because I'm thinking, I, I, and I was at Ace thinking, I need a new drill. And so I was thinking about all the reasons and the logic I could use to justify getting a new drill to the wife. So I found some good stuff, and I thought, that's cool. And then I, then I was just thinking about hacks, you know, little tricks that everyone needs around now. We talked about shelving, but there's just the little things we need to know. And, and, and then I was thinking, okay, well, what are the must-have tools? So we got lots to talk about in and this program. Outdoor cooling as well. Oh, that outdoor video cooling. you sent me of you yeah. dying last, uh, yeah. last week uh, barbecuing. Yeah, so outdoor cooling as well. So we got tons to talk about. Let's get going. Let's do yeah, it. I know. We we'll get through a third of that. We're doing really well, aren't we? <laughs> Well, welcome to the program, as always. Glad you made it through the traffic this morning. We, we do come to you from Dubai. We do record in the mornings at the Rove Hotel, downtown Dubai. And I hit epic traffic this morning. I was thinking of you as I hit the epic traffic. I went the other way. Oh, See, I oh, sent you oh. the precursor last night saying, yeah. oh, James, you know, the traffic's horrific around school at the moment. Yeah. And then this morning, everything worked. I was uh, up early. Natalie went walking it. So, God, must have been quarter five or something like wow. that. I know, she's, she's in this whole health freak kick thing. And um, so she was back for bang on time, 10 past six. I'm out the door with the dogs at um, uh, at exactly 10 past six. Walked downstairs as she came in the door. Uh, had a lovely walk with the dogs. And then uh, uh, the kids were up at the right time. <laughs> it was like <laughs> everything worked today. So we ended up out the house early. I'm waiting in the car park at school because we were before the traffic yeah, to get yeah. the kids in. As yeah. soon as the kids were there, I'm back in the car and then off I went and it was like the seas parted as I came out go. again. See, that's incredible. I know, that never happens. Well, actually, it happened last week as well, if you remember. I was here yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. But as you said, I'm in the Beetle. Yeah, so give me the story about this because we, we did talk about this and anyone who listens to this podcast will have heard while ago you talking about racing a Beetle there were some issues with that beetle in that as you recovered it and starting it and it's it had or it didn't have a wrap on it or something. Don't we let's not beat around the bush. It was yeah. dead. I mean it was dead dead. <laughs> dead 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 dead. So yeah, the wrap was the least of my problems, but the wrap had been it had been sat in a car park in Garhood for two years. Okay. And then apparently before that he told me it was overheating. Uh -huh. So I'm like, that's my car. That's definitely <laughs> the car that I want. So uh, we had this concept from a couple of years ago. I, as you know, I hang around garages and whether it's Glenn's or yeah. James's or, you know, I, I hang around at garages, my yeah. thing. And um, we've been talking for years about getting a, a Middle East Lemon series. Now, the Lemon series is basically for rubbish cars to go around <laughs> tracks, um, and they've got to be really rubbish, okay? But that, the car you're driving, just, just a little asterisk here, the car you're driving out there doesn't look rubbish. Well, it's not anymore. <laughs> okay, so it has to start rubbish, and... Well, this is where the oddity comes to, because what I really wanted to do was to race... 
like a one make series because ah, okay. that way everybody's even and you've got uh-huh. a standard um, ability to work out whether or not it's the driver or you've just got a fast car. And for me, fast cars are great fun, but if you're putting them on a track, it kind of defeats the objects because it's not really got anything to do with the driving. It's just how big your turbo is. So that was the kind of concept that, that, that I started with. And then when I spoke to the Autodrome and they talked about the regulations and all the rest of it, lemons is just not possible here. They will not let you go and with something utterly garbage really? and, and race on their track okay. together. If you do uh, it on a track day, as long as it's got a, a, a Dubai license, you're fine. Okay. So instead, what we've worked out is, okay, well, let's start with a real base spec car so uh two it can be and it could be anything no oh 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 no oh, so okay. for, for us it's going to be all exactly the same so two liter manual gear beetles that okay. actually come out of the u.s uh-huh. uh, that we're racing and you can literally pick with there's one that went through the auction last night for 375 dollars excuse me shipping it here is another thousand uh-huh. um but you know we're, we're talking that kind of money you can get a car running and in <laughs> in the initial um the initial uh, track days uh, for around ten thousand dirhams that's what we're looking at. Okay. Uh, but the idea is a minimum of 10 racing together. And how many do you have now lined up? Six. Okay. And we have sponsors. So we have um, each of the garages, including PowerWorks, um, have uh, their own racing team. They throw in the labor and they get all the branding and they get to use the car when we're not racing for okay. uh, parts deliveries and yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And a team of four for each vehicle um, owns it and has contributed uh, 5,000 dirhams each uh, to be part of that team. So we now have six teams that are up and running, including our very own We Will Fix It. And, um, and, and who's doing the mechanical work for the We Will Fix It team? See, as you know, because I because I sit with a whole bunch of garages, my car is, is like a little butterfly going from garage to garage, depending on what work I'm doing. So it's going into Glen tomorrow uh, for the latest list, which is uh, is quite something. I wrote that while I was just waiting uh, waiting for this. So uh, we have got a misfire and a lumpy idle, a, a loose door card. The passenger door doesn't even open. <laughs> Oh, literally, the radio's not working. We need that for the uh, the drivers. The wheels need balancing. The trim's coming off both doors. And then we need to remove these stupid tweeters that somebody put on the dash. So there's plenty to do. Uh, oh, and the glove box is falling off. <laughs> but this is my car post-renovation. Right, right. But um, it, it's just been fantastic. I've absolutely loved every minute of it. And next Monday, so we're now on Tuesday, so six days' time, it goes on the track for the first time. Wow. And it will be the first Beatles. And this is one of those track days. You're going to go to a track day. Yeah, so they, they have like the novice that you have to get yeah. through first. And um, that is, uh, so three lots of 25 minutes, which is just going to be amazing. And, um, you know, my teammates are going to be with me as well. And are you, so, are you the driver? There's all of us are drivers. Oh, okay, you're all yeah. drivers. So uh, we're a team of four. Uh, Who's on your team? So I've got Ollie, who is um, his son is in Dylan's class at school. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We also have Dave. Remember Claire, my marketing manager? Yes. Dave is her husband. Okay. And then uh, we've also got Alex. Uh, Alex is a friend of Ollie's, and he's also a parent at uh, Dylan's school as well. All right. So that's the four of us um, as we sit. And um, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. But again, it's one of those the the Beetle Bang Club is the just Beetle Banger Club. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just a uh, again. We were talking just before we came on about having I love having other projects outside yeah. of work 
which are just fun. And they work for me. I, I've always used the term mental sorbet, and I love that, yeah. which is just that cleansing and um, uh, cleansing of your mind, uh, doing other things so that when you do come back to work, you're fresh and you're ready to go. So I absolutely adore it. So you need four more, more, four more teams. Yeah, I need four more teams. I, I mean, I'm not worried about it because we haven't even got the cars running yet. Yeah. Um, I think we'll do that with ease. But the idea is that there's a 12-month period where we're going to shake the cars down at track days. Uh-huh. Um, and in the meantime, I'm going to work with both the Autodrome and the FIA um, representatives, which is the governing body here. But we need things like roll cages, fire suppression systems, fu- uh, fuel cells uh, that wow. have to go into the cars before we can uh, we can race them. So it is ridiculously safe is the uh, is the way, which is as it should be. But yeah, then yeah. that's a whole additional amount of cash that we need to find for, yeah. for each of those. Wow. But we're it's, it's pretty involved. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but then you know, if you're going to do it, do it properly, and that's exactly what we're doing. But loving it. I've been rallying that. So, I, I, as I told you, I smashed my own car a few days ago. Uh, yeah. Off-road. Yeah, well done. The, and, so. and this is kind of the, the danger of driving sometimes. It, looking for the shortcuts, the way to beat some traffic on a school drop-off, and that's essentially what happened. Exactly. So, there is a really good shortcut um, <laughs> on, on the way from my house to, uh, to school. That at the moment, with the traffic, saves me probably about 20 minutes. Yeah. And I've been doing this for years. It's been absolutely normal. We're, we're going to talk about what happened. Do you think there is sabotage involved? Someone doesn't like people using the shortcut and they mind it. No. Okay. The reason being, <laughs> I was not on the normal line ah, because okay. a bus had got stuck oh. and marooned itself right. on the usual School line. bus or a worker yeah, bus? Um, it was a worker bus. Okay. Um, Even worse, those are bigger, so that means it needs something bigger to pull it out. Oh, yeah. There, were, there was, <laughs> literally, it was, carrying, it was carrying security <laughs> cards oh, no. and the sign of like 30 security cards all pushing at the back, getting totally covered in sand was hilarious. Unfortunately, that's what I was looking at as I hit the upended breeze oh, block. Oh, no. Yeah. Idiot. So, and apparently I was inch perfect to make sure that that breeze block ripped out um, the shock um, support tube uh, in, uh, cleanly. So okay. at that point, I, <laughs> I got to school and I thought, oh, I've got away with this. And then I got on the, back onto a normal road and I'm like, I've got shock absorbers. What is going on? I, you know, I thought yeah, I was yeah. due some, but it felt really bad. Anyway, I went to Glenn. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you get with this. <laughs> Have you ever done one? No, nobody's been that stupid. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Glenn. Nice one. He, he, obviously, he toned it down a bit than yeah. that, but that's what he meant. Yeah. So tomorrow, hopefully, close to play tomorrow, my uh, my car will be back, and that way you can take this one to do all the bits that are needed before Monday. When we murder it again, and on Tuesday, it will be going back to him for whatever else he's doing. <laughs> but that's the name of the game with you, car guy. Well, this, this is a nice lead-in. Because of weather and things, we're talking car repair, and we're talking you know, playing around yes. outside. I sent you a video of me barbecuing. Yeah, I know. And I was, and, and you know, you're walking the dogs like I do in the morning. Yeah. Morning and night, sunrise, sunset, it can get pretty humid still. I think it's worse at sunset, don't you? I, I, do, I do think it is worse. What time do you walk in the evenings? Uh, about seven o'clock now. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm exactly oh, only the same. because that's when the pavement's a little cooler. Yes, exactly, which is really important. I mean, I, yeah. I always, it's the period where it's dodgy, so right throughout the way throughout the summer, I, I kneel. I kneel first okay. uh, on the pavement and then hands down as well. If I can't stand um, do that for like 10, 15 seconds, yeah. we ain't going out yet. I just do the barefoot walk across the, yeah. the pavers. And Perfect. If, if, you know, 
two steps in, it's like, whoa, yes. got to run to keep these feet cold. Then it's like, no, this is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So um, it is, it's, I mean, it's, it's really still uh, pretty sticky at times, but then we had a couple of days that were okay. And then last night was horrific. Yeah. It's, it's on and off, on and off. And I think, you know, this is, this is one of those dilemmas, which got me thinking as I sent you that video, because here we are, it was a humid evening and I'm at the barbecue and I am just, I mean, it's, it was a two shirt barbecue. Basically. Yes. You know, you, you, I had to change shirt twice. Mind you, I, I, I sweat through that second one in like a minute. Yeah. I could literally do 12 in that situation. There comes a point where you just give up and you just exactly. say, okay, yeah. I'm going to wait to the end and then when I'm going to go in and I'm going to yeah. do a quick change. Yeah, absolutely. I, but it got me thinking about some of the cooling possibilities. And and look, we do spend I do spend a little bit of time at hotel pools. Thank, yep. Thank you, Privily. And a lot of times when I look at some of the restaurants, they have portable cooling units. Yes. I don't know if they work, but they look nice. Well, there's loads of different options, and believe it or not, I've tried most of them. Okay, so here so, we go. So th- that's what the purpose of the video, which now feeds into this this wonderful program, is what can I be doing outdoors during peak barbecue season to help mitigate oppressive heat and humidity? Yes. Well, what everybody would naturally think about is I need an outdoor AC unit. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought. No, you don't. <laughs> It will not work. It's a lot of money and a lot of energy, which causes yeah. lots of problems. Okay. If you imagine the way that an AC works, then the idea is it's the circulation that's created that right. keeps the cooling. Right. Well, outdoors, you don't have that. Right. So you're just burning through. Oh, you're burning uh, through with so little. Unless you are literally face up against the grills, yeah. it will not work. And and by having an air conditioning unit working in an environment where there's going to be no cool air around it, does that put more strain on the air conditioning unit? It's getting murdered. Okay. There is no two ways about it. That unit is not going to be reliable no matter how often you service it. Right. Just uh, uh, no. Forget it. It's so a definite no. The only time when those units, and you've probably seen them in kind of indoors, outdoors environments. Yeah. So um, there's one actually, oh, where's that one? I forgot the name of the uh, the place. The other side opposite the the villa is the really posh development in Dubai. We do loads oh. of work in. Yeah, I know what you're talking right, about. You know what I mean, anyway. I know, yeah. So um, they have these floor standing units that actually have a separate yeah. outdoor unit anyway. Uh-huh. And in an environment where their indoor outdoor is like a, a, a an outdoors pergola, which has got glass in the windows right, okay. that they need to cool. Those work really well. They have one in each corner. Ah. But the fact is, it's a closed space. So you do get that recirculation okay. that happens through these. Sensible. That's the only scenario. If you don't have the size walled in, in some way, glass, whatever yeah. it, would, it would be, it ain't working. So in which case, there's two real options. Okay. What you need is... Option one. Option one is um, evaporative cooling. Okay. okay. Two different versions of that, which is either you have the version where... Oh, and basically the difference... Evaporative cooling. The difference between outdoor units and indoor units Are we is, talking air conditioning now? No, okay. general systems. Evaporative... Yeah. It doesn't really okay. matter on your All system, right. but All the right. difference is outdoor, you need a huge quantity of air to be moved, right. whereas indoor is all about that circulation. Ah, okay? okay gotcha. So for outdoor, the evaporative cooling basically comes in, in uh, two different types, which is either you have uh, the type which has a water tank on the bottom, right. which then circulates the water up to uh, the top of basically a cardboard evaporator. So the water then drips down the cardboard. Big fan pushes air uh-huh. through that um, cardboard evaporator, which then cools it and out it comes. Okay. okay? That's my preferred method. Hmm. 
because the, it's just more effective, without a doubt, and uh, it's, it's actually all contained, and you mm. don't get wet. Okay. Okay, I love it. Natalie obviously hates it. <laughs> well, what does she hate about it? It sounds like it would work well. Okay, so if I'm buying something like this, which I did, okay. yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get the big one. Oh. Okay, so, so I've got a 9,000 BTU, which is a, a big boy. So, so it sounds like an airboat out of the bayou with you and Bubba looking is, for alligators. Exactly. This is where the issue was. She's like... You expect me to to eat in this environment with that noise. It's like, like we're on the tarmac of DXB and an E380 is revving up. I'm keeping 12 people cool, James. <laughs> yeah, but you can't hear each other talk. Right. Well, there was that slight issue, I must admit, but I was keeping everybody cool. Yeah. And this is, yeah. that was May the 31st, Natalie's birthday. Okay. All right? Right. Anyway, after that, she was furious. So therefore, I then moved that to the office, which we've now got it in the office for all the smoking people. Um, and it works brilliantly. It's absolutely fantastic. We love it. Um, th- so then at home, the other type of evaporative cooling is basically, you've, you've seen the oscillating fan that has the yeah. water unit in front yes. of it. Yes. Okay. So this works in a different method, which is it makes you wet. <laughs> so they, and then with right. the fan that is yeah, pushing yeah. pushing the um, uh, the air as well, so that it cools you as an right. individual on your face or whichever part of your body. But it makes you very wet. <laughs> so th- that format reminds me of something I saw. I've seen at Disney. I've seen in Palm Springs, very California. Ah, where, the, 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 I know what you're about to say. Where they have those different where they have scenario. those little sprayers. This was option two, James. That was option two. <laughs> Gee whiz. Right. So let's stick to this one. Now, that was the year after. May the 31st, the year after. Natalie wants to have um, have everybody over again. Thought yeah. she'd learned from the year before, but I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I've got these, and I soaked everybody. They were perfectly cool. They were soaked. (laughs) And Natalie said, was she happy or was she unhappy? Well, she said she was happy because she couldn't say she was unhappy because it was her choice of how it was going to be done, and the previous year she'd ripped me a new one. And um, however, we never did it again. Yeah, Those just ended up as, when we moved out, getting thrown out. So they were used once, (sighs) the two at each end of the table, Okay. Now, that is where we are right now. Okay, so now you've got options. Well, no, those are the two those two options. Now, things what about just a, now. just about a fan? Exactly. Ah, here we go. Right. So we've now got the new uh, bar set up with um, the pergola over the top, yeah, yeah. and now we've got to think about cooling options for that. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether I told you, but the one bit I I'd, I'd worked on the design of the uh, of the aluminium pergola. And the one bit... And that, the, that got all finished, right? I mean, that is 100% done. Yeah, it was. But I, I had <laughs> I had a little bit of an issue with a, just an absolute work cluster Uh-oh. the week that we were signing off on the design. Yeah. There were two designs that were available. There was the one that was the utter no-brainer, which basically... So it's all aerofoils. You've yes. seen the aerofoils? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So across, beautiful, beautiful. Across the back and across the top, it's all aerofoils, okay? Now... I know fully well that if you have an aerofoil which is five meters long, uh-huh. it is going to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, which is not a good thing if it's windy. Exactly. Well, yeah, there is that, but also just from an aesthetic perspective, but then there's a practical perspective to that as well. 
which is if you need to attach things like a hunter outdoor fan yes yeah then i can't do that on a flexible aerofoil that's true so therefore option one is the no-brainer which is you have a um uh, a solid section going right the way through the middle down yeah. the back and across the top yeah. okay Babe, I'm absolutely flat out. Okay, so just make the phone call. It's option one. It's absolutely done, without a doubt. Okay, got to go. Bye. Okay, it comes to the building day, and they start building option two. <laughs> Did Natalie make a call after you made a call to... Exactly. Oh! <laughs> and the reason she made the call was it looks prettier. Okay, I get that. I get that 100%. She's right. It, yeah. Totally impractical. Okay, so now I have nowhere to hang, and the, the no-brainer in that situation is a hunter outdoor fan. You've yeah. got that incredible one for your, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's a hunter. I got two yeah. of those. Oh, the, the, the thing is, there might be other brands. Don't touch them. No, no. Only ever use a hunter if you're going to get an outdoor fan. They are brilliant, and, and it's not even close. And they're expensive. Oh but they're no, worth every penny. Look, look the, the deal with hunters. So when when Hunter first came to the UAE. I knew the people own the company. Yeah. And they invested in Hunter fans. One, motors guaranteed for life. So my two yeah. uprights that I have sitting outside, Brilliant. I never cover them. They sit out summer and winter. You know what goes on them? And it's the same thing that goes on every fan. The motor never goes. Blades? The, the solenoid. Oh, the solenoid. Ah, yeah, cause, well, cause, that's easy. Well, yeah, because they're only, uh, and actually, uh, pro tip, the Hunter guys here will come and replace them gratis. Wow. You just got to call them. See, this is this is what proper manufacturing yeah. is. But those those little solenoids that come from China or wherever, and the guys that I knew who set up the company here, I think it's and, probably capacitor. That'll be yeah, it. yeah, the capacitors. Yeah, 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 sorry, the Absolutely. capacitor, the yeah, capacitor. Yeah. Sorry, wrong word. But, no, but they're only made for I don't know, you know, two thousand turn on, turn offs, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's about right. And then they work a little bit more than that. But even the ones because I've got hunter fans all throughout the house. Yeah, that's the thing that goes. Well, uh, see, that's fine because that, yeah, that that's is easy. literally the way that we look at those is almost like a consumer. Well, that's it. You pull the, you, you know, you just gotta pull the whole motor thing off. It, yep. it slips off. You put another one in. You're done. It's yeah, it's yeah. great, and the, and they live on. So yeah, the and if you get an outdoor fan, the the problem with people getting fans is they always think, oh, I'll just put an indoor fan in there. No. So you can't do that. And the blades are the first thing that go. They just start to... With well, the motor, you can end up with a fire. Yeah, As that soon too. as you get sand into the, uh, yeah. into the motor mech, you're in deep trouble. Okay, so back to the story. So, right. so number two pergola. So number two pergola. Natalie. Now, so we, this no is fan. what we've got. And I tried, I tried to hold my tongue. I really did. I mean, I was initially <laughs> like, you must be kidding me. What were you thinking? Yeah. And I get it from the aesthetic, and it is utterly stunning. But I knew it was totally impractical, as I showed it, just how flexible these aerofoils are. Yeah. And now I've only got the four pillars um, to be able to work with. Ah. But the problem is I need lights as well as fans. So I am going to have to use angle fans. Again, it, they'll be Hunter, hopefully, and, um, uh, and angle down. And I'll do that from the rear two. But I, it means I can only light from the front two going backwards. No, can the pergola manufacturers not come in and retrofit something on design too? If it, I could do that, but if you imagine the fact that I'm going custom now, yeah, the cost of it would be prohibitive. Okay. You know, because it's it's already a custom color that's been um, right. put on it, and uh. it's just going to be painful and cost wise probably prohibitive. So I'm I'm kind of. I'm kind of done. Yeah. So anyway, we we only finished it uh, pretty pretty late on before before the summer. 
So um, now I've got to get that sorted. Mm. Is there any other options? Yes. Um, the other one, which is what you were talking uh, uh, about, is um, these mist walls. Yes, mist walls. That's them. Yeah. Okay. So what <laughs> these are is it's a really simple system, actually. And it yeah. can work both within a domestic. They're normally used in a commercial environment, but um, they're now available for domestic as well. And what these are are um, basically very similar to a, a dripper irrigation system. Yeah. So a pipe that runs through the system that is pressurized, and then they have um, tiny little outlets that create a mist. Yeah. And the idea is that if you create a mist on both sides or all four sides of an area that you are looking to cool, then it will attract the heat away from the area that you're trying to cool. Does it really do that? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. It works really well, as long as you don't have a windy environment. Ah, That's okay. where you issue lies if you have a windy environment you get wet and then we get back to the same scenario of the evaporated cooler in the face but it it certainly can work uh, without a doubt and um, within a domestic environment you can actually do it remarkably easily okay um, so you, just with a little portable uh, fan. And because well, it doesn't... four walls on the pergola. Doesn't yeah. it make sense to... And it's aluminum, so it's not going to rust. Doesn't it make sense to have the misty wall system? Well, the thing is, because I think I told you about the design flaw and the fact that we had to extend the bar by two metres. Oh, no, I don't remember. Oh, right. No, yeah, I designed it wrong. It's my <laughs> failure this time. I can't blame Natalie. Although she missed it as well, to be fair. And she was, actually, come to think about it, I can blame Natalie because she was the one who did the render of the drawing. I mean, I explained to her what I wanted, but I can't draw for toffee. So she drew it, and on the drawing, it did look like it wasn't going to be an issue until they had to build it in block. And uh-huh. then at that point, we're like, oh, God. Yeah, okay. So, so is the bar under the pergola as well? Yeah, yeah, the bar's all all there. It's okay. got a rear section. And so this is a giant pergola. Like, I, you, you need to send pictures oh, of yeah. that. No, it's big. Okay. It's very big. Um, it's probably, I don't know, six meters by wow. seven, maybe something like that. Wow, that's, that's huge. It is huge. Well, the bar, the bar is 4.6 meters long with an L section on it. Oh, beautiful. It can, we can sit 12. Um, <laughs> it was supposed to be for six, but you know, <laughs> these things happen. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's big, but then uh, you lose such an area with those mist walls. And uh, with our garden, you know, there's the potential there. And also we get the dogs wet if we did mist walls as well and all this kind of stuff. So I kind of want the, the easier option. Yeah. But the problem that I've got now is if you imagine with a standard, um, like ceiling mounted um, fan, yeah. The pressure of the air is going downwards, which means right. things don't fly. Because I've right. got to go off one of the pillars or two of the pillars, it pushes it in a direction. Right. Right. Well, that rules out <laughs> napkins then. Oh, yeah, it? they're gone. They're yeah, gone. I know. Napkins will be gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's these, these kind of things that you don't think about at yeah. the time when you choose option two, Natalie, <laughs> that now we're dealing with. So, but that's, you know, it's one of those, isn't yeah. it? It's one of those where you just like, I'll get sorted out. Okay. Looks great, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's going on in the office? Because I, I said this as we were coming up in the elevator together, and we, we noticed two things, actually. One of them was, as we were coming up in the elevator, just before we were getting into the elevator, so we're in the rove, we're walking. We actually walked through Fridays. And yes, nice-looking breakfast there, by the way, if you're staying at the rove uh, yes. downtown. No plug. <laughs> Someone's going to say, you're plugging. You're plugging the rove. It's like, well, no, but it is a nice breakfast. But incredible the we 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 got that's that, just nice that me yeah that's you how is that me i don't know sound on on i've the got YouTube. everything i've got everything on 
I, silence. I had that actually, side note, I had that yesterday with some students doing a speech and they'd set up their timers because I encouraged them to time themselves. Because, you know, course. you know, typical public speaking, someone, you know, okay, you got one minute left, you got 20 seconds left. Now nah, I'll let people keep going. Yes. So I tell them, I said, you got to get used to using your own clock yeah, yeah. because you don't want to depend on anyone. So we do that right from day one. So so that's that's good I, idea. And if you, you want to go for six minutes, you'll go for six minutes. You'll get a D, but your job is to make sure you can work you, with You really time. should be doing that with me, shouldn't you? Because I can waffle on forever. My goodness, you should give me, right, if you're more than 36 minutes, then that's it, you're done. Um, D minus. <laughs> so the, the coming in to the building, we were talking about it's got a distinct fragrance. Yes, the aroma. It's, it's the, got the, the rope. I love it. And I don't know, it's kind of like a frangipani something. I don't know. I have to find out what it is. I was saying that we'd, um, I met a couple of years ago a gentleman who designs these and he has a lot of the malls here. Is he still here? Uh, actually, well, like, he, he was, he was a good, that, he'd be a good really creative need. mornings talk. Uh, well, knowing the gentleman, I actually don't think he would. Oh, okay. All However, right. um, the concept is definitely a good one. But it's about, um, and in fact, oddly enough, back in the day, right in my early job. So when I was, um, uh, you remember I told you I was working for Turtle Wax for a while? Yeah, yeah. So one of my jobs was air fresheners there. Of course. So, yeah, <laughs> gosh, ridiculous the history, isn't it? And um, we did that entire um, process with the, the parfumers yeah. who come in and they're like, no, you can't afford that, sir. Smell this. I'm like, that smells just like those crappy magic treat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you can afford. Right, okay. But they do. They put together their combinations yeah. um, to, to get to a unique fragrance that is unique. And Turtle yours. Wax has a very specific smell. Like when yeah. you open up, you know you're going to get that hard shell finish. Turtle Wax? Well, I did. Um, I had two brands. So they were under the Holtz brand and oh. I did Odor Kill. I bet you can guess what that did. <laughs> but we had one, one version of that, which interestingly enough was peach. Of a, a special uh -huh. peach that um, was designed for smokers in cars. How bad's that? That's oh, the man. 90s for you. Man. People smoking in cars. with the. I mean, they keep, because it's the UK and it's always raining, they keep the windows <laughs> up and do that. We had a whole fleet of sales guys who literally did that and it was just horrific. But they, it was great for me because they loved the products and they'd sell it like you couldn't believe because that's yeah. what they used to stop their cars smelling of fags. Oh, it's disgusting. But anyway, so we had all these different fragrances that we used to do back in those days and the point is now each mall has their unique fragrance yeah. which is just incredible but i love the rove one it really yeah. works where this is all leading us to it's, it's amazing the detours we take i mean if you're if you're watching or listening to this podcast is everybody else's detour as i am? yeah pretty much oh thank god <laughs> i thought i was a special one there for a moment except jenna right on topic like this she doesn't surprise me just dead on she's the pro that makes us all look so amateur yeah you know yeah well, yeah. And, and <laughs> <laughs> Although there was a great line uh, last week when we were on WhatsApp. So, so those who are watching Doc Talk with Jenna or listening to it, you'll know that we do it on Zoom. And uh, her, her, the best line I got on the WhatsApp before is, that, I'll be two minutes. I got to go find a top. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, this is not Fans Plus. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she means a different top. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very girly thing, that isn't it? Yeah. If um, for me it would be uh, James, I'm going to be two minutes. Uh, I think I need clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But so as we were coming up, yes. back on topic. Right, sorry. You, you're typically, and anyone who watches this, 
on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much, everyone who does watch it on the YouTube channel. You're typically wearing the black We Will Fix It shirt, which is the one I wear when I go jogging because yeah. I do have one, which is, and I, I do get a lot of waves, actually. It's, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I get quite a lot from um, yeah. school and all that kind of stuff. I think people recognize the brand. So I, I try to make sure that I have, you know, I look good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This is this is appreciated. Yes, I, so I'm in the blue with such a nice top. Um, one of the the points that you Which always I make, actually like better, by the way. I think, yeah, with I agree. The, with I the agree. blue stripe it works down there. better, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things you asked me was what's happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're currently in September, whenever you're listening to this. And now is the month where everybody's got settled in and go, yep. I want an annual maintenance contract. Ah. So we are flying on essential, like absolutely flying at max, uh, max pace. Uh, and, and, and it's wonderful. People are signing up left, right, and center. So with how does essential. it work? I mean, and this is, you know, this is kind of the interesting thing because you've got a la carte with yes. We Will Fix job It. Job by job. Yeah, you just call up. Hey, you know, my taps aren't working. Hey, I need my air conditioner. Hey, I- and when's the next available slot you've got available? Right. So if for us, it's an efficiency thing. So we can keep booking really efficiently by going uh, doing the, we call it the ad hoc model. So it's job by job by job. Next available right. slot is what's available. Yeah. But there is no emergency scenario. Right. So if you really need something to it's like oh it's it's a, it's drastic it's like yeah well we got something in two days yeah well you know or we hope day, we can like get some we can, hopefully we can get some within a day that's the okay. that's the aim and you know quite often we can move things around because we've got that many teams now how many teams are you running uh currently what are we running at, at the moment 40 odd somewhere around there, okay I think. that's a lot yeah um so the uh, but with essential it's it's a whole different scenario so it's all the same staff yeah. Um, but they, uh, we have service level agreement. So we'll be with you um, for an emergency within 90 minutes or wow. five hours. Okay. Um, and that's 24 7, 365. And is it when we talk about the, the essential maintenance contracts that you do for yeah. these things, is it, are there different tiers or is it one size fits all? See, this is the interesting thing. When we were doing the research on this, everybody has the tiers. Yeah. Well, that's the reason I ask. And they I'm, have the bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Platinum, right. But the reality of that is, it's all (laughs) boulder dash. Oh. Okay, we know. But at the time when we started um, the concept of of working out what we should do for an annual maintenance business, we'd already done, I think we'd done like in the 85, 90,000 jobs in Dubai. Wow, so you had a lot of research. Yeah, so we knew. We knew exactly what you actually need within a maintenance contract, and more importantly, what you don't. Okay. You don't need one of our guys to come around and wash down your, your driveway <laughs> yeah. with your water. Yeah. You know, you don't need us to spray down your house because actually that's how you end up with render issues. Mm. Okay, All these silly things that they add in to charge more is just a total waste of time. What you actually do need is three services a year and you need us available for any emergency that you have within your property quickly. That's what we provide, and uh, nothing more. Okay. okay. If you want to bolt on additional services, so things like coil cleaning, duct cleaning, tank cleaning, uh, which sometimes we bundle with it, depending yeah. on what people want, uh, then we'll offer you a 25% discount on okay. our standard we will fix it rates, and um, and away we go from there. So you get that benefit as well. Nice. Now, the other thing is, the other thing that annual maintenance companies do that drive me drives me up the wall <laughs> is they charge for absolutely everything additional so things like the gas that supposedly they use for oh. each of the acs you get charged for we've well, used should, we've should, used four kilos shouldn't well, that be included yes absolutely <laughs> but then on top of that they can't measure four kilos right. got, they haven't got the slightest <laughs> clue 
unless they've got some micro scale yeah. they've taken on the roof they've got no clue how much gas they've actually put into it that's not that's not true so that's not honest yeah. so we got this whole list of all of the what we call consumables you know the reality is if your fan motor breaks we can't include that within the price because then our, our pricing would have to go through the roof to cover that yeah so we don't cover those but consumable items which is a big long list and shed loads more than most companies <laughs> will include is included okay without a doubt if it's hardware as per always it's warranted for a year yeah. from us do you find more people want to go for the essential maintenance contracts these days like there's a, an uptick where people are realizing hey my villa's getting a little bit older i've just come back from holidays and i've got all these things i don't want to have to deal with you know the, the, the some of these other plastic bag maintenance guys uh, is, is a different type of um, customer on yeah. the whole okay uh, there's two there's two on the whole that would um, that would go for that there's the first one which is um i just don't want to have to deal with it which is where you're coming from yeah. um and therefore i just want something where i've literally i've paid and then i can forget about it and I can just call them when i need them yeah. and everything's fine uh, so there's that uh, type of customer. The other one is uh, the landlord is a pain in the neck to deal with. So at renewal, if I get him to agree that I can have an essential maintenance contract, then at that point, I don't have to chase him as often for uh, maintenance when I know he's going to be a pain in the neck to deal with. Uh. And it's generally one of those two camps that we uh, that we come to. We have other ones, uh, which is great, where we have uh, like some large companies, um, like property management companies, that uh -huh. come to us and say, how much for the portfolio? Because this saves us all the hassle that we're dealing with with all these guys who are ripping us off. And instead, we'll just deal with you boys. And okay. that works really well um, for us as well. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's an interesting business. We always thought that because when we started in 2008, there was only the annual maintenance business. Yeah. And in those days, everybody was crying out for that job-by-job job ad hoc, which is right. why we, we will fix it that way. And, you know, we weren't demanding a large amount of money up front. We'd go for a job. And if yeah. you did it well, you get the call back. Well, right. everybody called us back, which was great. So we stuck, <laughs> we stuck with that for, wow, how long was that? 2008? Yeah, probably 10 years. Okay. And then it was only at that stage when we went, okay, well, if you turn that business model totally upside down, instead of the traditions of give us all your money up front, we're then going to yeah. save as much money as we can by employing cheap people with cheap parts. And yeah. then you probably won't renew with us anyway, but we had your money for one year. Yeah. If instead you take the other, the other business model, which is what we have for ad hoc, which is if we do a really good job with qualified people and then we also warranty all of the work that we do, then people sign up for us for another year. Yeah. And generally speaking, the only people that don't sign up for us for another year are those people who are leaving Dubai. There we go. Which is great. <laughs> and that's really the name of the game for us. So we've always said, whichever brand, whether it's We Will Fix It or Essential, the service is exactly the same in terms of the quality. Yeah. And more importantly for us is that people don't leave us for the time that they're in yeah. Dubai. We, we want to have a long-term arrangement with people. And a short-term scenario is just wasteful for us so what, what are people calling in most about right now september see it's still we've still got a lot of ac okay um without a doubt it's um you know we're we're, we're not yet at the end of the season there's a compressors slow, slow down. Uh, messed in. you know what well, i i always figure you get compressor issues you get fan issues the yeah. fan blades breaking it's yep. just old they're in the sun and you get the unit in the house is leaking water all over the place because the coil has, is dirty or the drain is plugged. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. If you imagine, a lot of these properties have been left either empty over the summer yeah. or uh, alternatively, there's been a maid present who's been running all the ACs um, 
not telling them quite what's going on sometimes. They're, yeah, they're going to notice though when the bill comes in. Yeah, and then uh, they're, they're just filthy at the end of the summer because obviously they haven't been there to do the servicing. So we've got a lot of catch-up type mm. work okay. um, that, that's coming in as well. Um, the other thing that we're doing loads of, because we've got so many essential uh, new customers, we have to get the properties uh, absolutely right before coming onto contract. Okay. So we're doing a lot of work on the rectification work before it's up to a standard that we, uh, we can put it on That's contract. a really important part of it, where you go in yeah. and inspect and then say, okay, X, Y, Z needs to be fixed, then we can jump into the contract. Exactly. And then, you know, we will offer discounts on that work against okay. the contract as well. So there's a, there's a benefit to be gained um, with that. Who wouldn't go for that? Yeah, well, it is. It's, I mean, but that's the thing at the moment. It's, it's going crazily well, and yeah. um, we hugely appreciate it. The other one that's a classic, actually, with annual maintenance contracts, which drove me up the wall when I read it, couldn't believe it, <laughs> is if you move properties... Right. Right. So mid-contract, you move properties. Mid-annual um, mid maintenance contract, you move properties. Most companies charge you 25% of the original contract to move. Why? What do they care? But think about it from the... Cust- the uh, a, from the customer's perspective... Why? Yeah. And then from the company's perspective, you really want to have them on, on a 12-month contract at the new property, don't you? So don't charge them. So well, if I move, though, do you have, to, you have to come and do another inspection to make sure that I'm up to code with I know, this. but you've got 12 months worth of contract there. Yeah. So that's, that's a standard yeah, yeah. thing that you would deal with. Well, obviously, we, <laughs> that's ludicrous. <laughs> we're not going to charge people for that. We're going um, to move free of charge, mid-contract, and, um, and, and then we get another 12 months out of the next contract. Yeah. And it's wonderful. So just all the, the, it's almost like logic was left out of yeah. the majority of the companies here that are doing annual maintenance contracts. And it's lovely to throw that back in and see that all the assumptions that we made during the research process actually work. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's very good. I saw you, I see you looking at the list of my things. What did you think of that? Garbage. <laughs> I'll happily talk about it, though. The one that really got me, right. So describe what it is you're looking at. So right now, James sends through a couple of links normally, which are always interesting. But they're, some, they're, always, they're always chosen to provoke you. Yeah, oh, well, get ready for the provoking here. The first one that you sent through was about things that you can do with your drill. Yeah. Okay, number one on that list is, and I kid you not, listeners, is to get a toothbrush, drill a hole in it, put a screw through it, attach that to your drill... And there you go, you've got an electric toothbrush. Okay? It's only at the end of the article that it says, actually, you're supposed to be using this for cleaning grout on your walls. So I'm literally reading this going, I've already got an electric toothbrush. (laughs) This is absolutely lethal. What are you on about, James? That is at the end. Oh, a grout cleaner. That's a lot of effort for a grout cleaner. But isn't that an interesting... So when I was watching that, and I'm looking at this, so the, this whole idea of, of using your drill and, and using an old toothbrush, you're yeah. going to use it, you can be grout, cleaning anything. But I was just going, that's really hard to do the drilling yeah. <laughs> and to make this. Well, then there's other ones as well that I thought some of them could work. I thought, that um, was, I thought the grout cleaner, that was a cool idea. Yeah, I've got the replacement mixer as well. Yeah, that right? was kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, there's issues because who has a handle that thin on a beater? It's like an egg beater yeah, that you would yeah, say yeah. Uh, for that. But then I remembered that it, it darn well hurts trying to get some uh, stiff peaks out of uh, out of egg white. So I could be quite into that one potentially. I, I never thought when, when I saw that because we do have a, a whisker like that, and I thought I could try this. And then I'm just thinking, okay. 
I'm going to wheel the old drill in. I don't have a cordless at the moment, so I'd be plugging it in. Can you imagine the speed <laughs> that's running that? And then the first time you put it in the bowl and you start running <laughs> that thing, it's going to be egg white everywhere. The best egg whites <laughs> everywhere. Okay, uh, an apple core, yeah, that could okay, work now, as well. <laughs> so the whole idea, though, is I was watching this. So it's using a wood thing. That, what, what do we call that bit? A spoon bit or something. What do we call that bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two seconds. Oh, spade bit. That's a what spade we call bit, it. right. Yeah. So you're using, I don't know, a half inch, quarter inch spade bit. It's using that into the apple core. Yeah. And then you're... Which you've perfectly centered, obviously. <laughs> yes. And then you're just holding your peeler on the outside. Yeah, and it takes so long to peel an apple. <laughs> <laughs> right. The one that really got me, James, the one where I was like, you are having a giraffe here, was the, um, <laughs> the knife sharpener. Did you read the detail, James, on how you end up with a knife sharpener? No. Right, I didn't think you did, because this is how they're suggesting you do it. Take your drill. Now, you know the chuck on a drill, which has the, uh, the area that you grab hold of with your hand. Yeah. Uh, this is on a cordless drill rather than it having a key. So um, a keyless drill. And then basically that bit that you use to be able to tighten up the, uh, uh, the chuck itself. What they want you to do is to use hot glue, put it all over that, and, and attach sandpaper to it. Yeah, but what about after I've done this? This 30 seconds of uh, sharpening my knife. I don't actually like my drill, but oh, no, no, your drills are right off now, but you sharpen the knife. Yeah, but my drills are right off now. Yeah. Yeah, James. And this is, I got to the last one. <laughs> and this is what you sent through. So like, no one's going to use that. I was honestly, is he on mushrooms today? <laughs> this is this is bad advice from. from Look, yeah, James, yeah. you can see that yeah. as they're sharing. That no, is what no, we're supposed to do. Now, now, my whole thing is okay. I've I've put sandpaper on there. Yeah, no one sharpens a knife like that. No, nobody sharpens. Like a you're knife not going like to take your Miyabi and and run it through that. That's no. It, no. It's very bizarre, without a doubt. By the way, I know you as you don't have that um, uh, that cordless yet. No, um, don't buy it from uh, from the certain location you previously okay. said. Uh -huh. uh, I mentioned to you about the uh, the Stanley. Yes. Um, so yeah. the standard eighteen inch um, uh, uh, lithium lithium ion yeah, yeah. Um, battery that is just an absolute legend in um, in our place. Works really really well. Six hundred and twenty nine dirhams <sighs> on Amazon. Really? Yeah, buy from there. Okay. You can get actually Stanley's uh, head office is just on Shakeside Road, so we buy direct from them for about ten dirhams less because we buy quantity. Wow. But um, the Amazon deal is insane. It's without it, a doubt. It's amazing now the stuff you can't get online. When we're talking tools, you go and check them out at the the stores and then buy them online. Guess what I've just done? Oh no, water filter myself. Really? Well, yeah. I decided. Glenn is a big advocate of the water filters. Well, I want to get rid of our cooler. Okay. Um, because it's just you know lots of things actually. I'm not really an environmental basher. Yeah. However, if you can do it, it's a fun project, and you end up with the same result. And I'm actually interested in that. Okay. And and you've you've kind of dabbled with oh the, loads of the water filtering at work. Yeah, at yeah. work. And yeah. But I found a really, really slick um, system uh, which will work on the sink, um, which I really like the look of. Uh -huh. um, and I think that I can manage it with um, 
we have a TARDIS of a fridge anyway, so I can do uh, jugs in the fridge with it, uh, it working for us, even though we do use a ridiculous amount of water. So I kind of decided unilaterally that I was going to do it. And Did then, the CEO approve of this? Yes. Wow, okay. I was gobsmacked. And it was really interesting because initially she was kind of a little bit sceptical, as yeah. you know, she's rightly to be when I come to her with absolutely anything. And, um, and then when we kind of talked about it some more, it seemed really, um, really like a, a good thing to work with. And we can do kind of halfway house initially, okay. which is, okay, let's see whether or not the jugs in the fridge work. If they don't, we'll keep the cooler. So that way I can just fill up the big um, cooler bottle and yeah, away yeah. we'll go that way. Yeah. Um, and then conversely, the company that shall not be named, but they also do Kit Kats. Uh-huh. They also supply our water. Um, decided that they would stop doing the um, the uh, the booklets entirely, and I had to go online, download their app, give all my details that way, and away we went. So that kind of put the nail in the coffin for me. I'm like, I do too much of this individual app-based stuff, yeah. and I'm just not doing it. So they said, oh, well, you can pay by cash for a little while longer. So I thought, right, a little while longer, huh? <laughs> I've got your number. So uh, everything, I ordered it yesterday. It's all getting delivered. Obviously, I've, I've got it from all over the world. There's uh-huh. bits coming from the US. There's bits coming from Amazon as well, actually. Okay. And then there's bits that we'll get locally to basically put it all together. When do you project you're going to start the installation process? The first week of October. Okay. So oh, that's uh, so what's that, three weeks away? No, oh, two weeks away. No, no, okay, no, second week of October, okay. three weeks away. All right, so we will, we will do a complete podcast on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Um, there's loads of, um, of companies that do it here and they do it very very well um but in the end i just wanted a bit of a project and uh-huh. so um i kind of thought actually i enjoyed doing the research and working out exactly what to do uh, how to do it and it is very diyable mm. um, without okay. a doubt right. and uh, the fact that all as you say the bits are now available on amazon means that it's uh, it's it's easy to do yourselves yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to our next podcast when I send you another link of look what I found on Google. Uh, <laughs> I do love them, James. It's uh, it's a great it's a great way of of uh, of. Uh, researching what not to do <laughs> exactly and I, th- I think that's that's ultimately the lesson is this is what you shouldn't be doing and i think as much as we talk about the cool stuff we are doing beware because some of these things are just foolish and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> colin thomas joining us here on the podcast it's the the essential maintenance we will fix it podcast everything you wanted to know and more about pretty much everything diy And of course, if you're afraid to ask, this is where you ask it. Colin, thank you very much. Always a pleasure. Talk to you again real soon. My name is James Pikeway. We'll be back to you before you can figure out your next project.